In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can find your, what I'm calling your puzzle piece partner or co-founder. And that could be if you're starting a new venture, you know, building your own business, or if you're looking for a great new opportunity with a new employer. It's really important to find out how you complement someone else and how they complement you to connect and create something that is greater than anything you could achieve alone. This is Invincible Career. I'm Larry Cornett. Would Apple be a $2 trillion company if Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs had been more alike? I mean, I highly doubt it. I don't think so. Thanks to my time working at Apple many years ago, long time ago, I had the opportunity to experience the personalities of both Steves briefly. And I can tell you that even in that brief encounter, they were very, very different people. I have a quote from Steve Wozniak, and this was an interview he did you know, several years ago. And he said, the day we started Apple, he changed. He changed his personality forever because he now was a founder of a company that had money. He wanted so strongly to find the way to be an important person in the world. He became very serious. He would always speak as though he was the one on top of running Apple. That was good with me. I was the shy engineer who wanted to go into the laboratory and keep inventing things and building them. I didn't want to run a company with politics and people pushing each other out. And Jobs did seem larger than life. His famous reality distortion field was legit. I had an experience with that when he came back and he spoke to all of us in the auditorium on campus and I got down in the front row so I could see what it was like. And yeah, it was, it was legit. You believe the grand vision he described, but he was not someone you felt comfortable around <laughs> at all. And he could be a terrifying leader. There's lots of stories, you know, he'd pop into a room where there was a project meeting and say, justify your existence. And if people couldn't, explain the project well enough, and he didn't think it was important, it was canceled. On the other hand, Wozniak was a friendly guy who loved to joke around. When he met with us, he enjoyed telling us stories of the pranks he used to play. I mean, that seemed to be the, the highlight of, uh, of his talk with us. He loved building stuff, and he wanted to be left alone. He left Apple in the 80s, and he kind of had enough of it. He seemed happy to fade out of the spotlight and focus on his passion for education, gaming, building new technology. And as strained as their friendship became later, when Jobs started acting like a serious business person with a God complex, the complementary balance of strengths and differences between the two founders was necessary for Apple to succeed. Jobs needed Wozniak's quiet and focused creativity and engineering talent, obviously. I mean, he built their first computers. 
Wozniak needed jobs to boldly lead the company because he didn't want to and to market the hell out of their products. He was really good at it. He was an amazing showman. At some point in your life, you too will seek to partner with one or more other people. And you've probably already done it. I mean, that's what it means to be an employee in a company. You don't get hired to sit alone in a basement for years. (laughs) I wish. Uh, You have to partner with your coworkers and your manager and other colleagues to get stuff done. You know, there are partnerships. And sure, working solo has many benefits. I love it. I've done it for many, many years. But I also know that I am limiting what I can accomplish by trying to go it alone. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Partnering helps you achieve greater things. You'll need to connect the unique puzzle piece of who you are with other complementary pieces to complete the full picture, though. And that connection could be between you and an employer when you're trying to find the ideal role that you hope will take your career to all new heights. It could be between you and a partner if you're pursuing an entrepreneurial path and you want to launch your first business. And it could be between you and a life partner when you're ready to commit to someone and build a life together. Now, I'm not going to go into that last one. I'm not going to talk about how to find your life partner in this podcast. (laughs) I actually did write quite a bit about it earlier this year. If you're interested, you can read my Lessons from 30 Years of Marriage. It's a three-part series. It's on Medium. And I linked that in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is the issue, How to Find Your Puzzle Piece Partner or Co-Founder. Issue 287. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about that here. (laughs) So, but how do you find the right co-founder when you're ready to start your own business? How do you find great professional partners when you're seeking your next career move? And getting this right is important because co-founder conflict is one of the top reasons that early startups fail. It's probably unsurprising, but that's, that's how startups fail in the early days. Bad bosses and toxic coworkers, you know, your partners when you're an employee are two of the top reasons that people quit their jobs. I think something like 50% of us have quit a job to escape a bad boss. So that was a failed (laughs) partnership, you know? So why bother partnering? Why do it in the first place? I, I believe, and I think you know this too, that no single person is a complete picture. We don't have everything that we need. Every single talent and skill and strength. We're all like puzzle pieces. We have holes in some areas, and that's our weaknesses. And we have tabs in others, and that's our strengths. I've consulted with startups where the founders were just too much alike. They were almost identical puzzle pieces. They had the same talents, skills, experience, and kind of personalities, really. Both of the founders were engineers. They were both interested in being the CEO. Neither one of them knew anything about design 
customer research, marketing, sales, or, or even how to turn their cool technology into a product that a customer would want. And it, it didn't turn out well. Sometimes very similar partners can make it work if they hire a great team that fills in their gaps and weaknesses. But they're still on a path to failure if they both think they should be the one who's heading up the company. They both think they should be managing the board and speaking to investors. They both feel like they should be the ones talking to the press and the media. To succeed and complete the full image of your future, whether this is as an employee or a co-founder, you need to combine your piece, your puzzle piece, with others who complement and balance you. And that includes your talents and skills, your interests, your personality too, your vision for the future, your operational expertise, your leadership style. I mean, you need to fit together well. But even when you do, a misalignment is still a recipe for ultimate failure. You have to make sure that you agree with what picture you're trying to complete. I mean, you're not going to be happy if you try to place your mountain scenery puzzle piece (laughs) into a puzzle that completes a photo of the Manhattan skyline. And I hope you've already experienced that and you know it's true in personal relationships, but it's also true in professional ones. So one of the first things to think about are what are your non-negotiables? These are things that you cannot be different on, things that you can't budge on. They're really important to you. I mean, partnering with someone who complements you with their differences is essential. I'm going to talk about that. But you do need to be similar enough to your partner in some ways so that you're aligned on things that matter. Even if your pieces fit well together, as I said, you may discover you're not completing the same picture. For example, maybe you want to build a lifestyle business that supports you financially and gives you enough freedom to enjoy your life outside of work. That's important to you. But the person you're talking with, who could be a potential partner, is really ambitious and wants to create the next billion-dollar company. Perhaps she's so driven that she's okay with working 24-7 for years to make it happen. And people are like that. However, you can't stand the idea of staying in the office until late in the evening. and never seen your family. I don't care how well you complement each other, that partnership will not work out. You're trying to complete a very different picture. So here are some questions to explore your list of non-negotiables. These are the things where you need to be similar and aligned. And it can include things like asking this question, are you going to be a product company a service company or a hybrid. And that's important. Sometimes people just start going and they're like, well, I thought, of course, we're going to have services because we could round out everything. And you're like, no way. I I just want to build products. Are you both willing to sign legal documents that define the company, your roles and your ownership and your compensation and how you're going to arbitrate things and work through those, those differences? Some people are, some people are not. What is your vision of the future? What do you want the mission of your company to be? That's an important one. Thinking through the vision and mission of the company and what difference you want to make in the world. That's kind of important. 
what should the company's principles and core values and ethics be? What size of company do you want to build? Do you want to have a small startup or do you want to build a massive corporation? What's the ideal organizational structure? Some people like hierarchy. Some people like a flat structure. I mean, it seems like it's not important, but it will be. Here's a really important one. It's kind of a non-negotiable. Are you both going to go all in on this venture full-time? You know, are you both quitting jobs and you're going to dedicate yourselves to this company? Or can one person only contribute part-time? How do you do your best work? Also very important, especially if you're going to work together. But even if you're going to work remotely, you're going to find that your working styles can conflict, can be in conflict and that can be an issue. So do you want to work alone? Do you prefer to do that? Or do you want to work together in a quiet room? Do you want to have music playing? Do you like to joke around and talk while you work? These are probably going to be non-negotiables for you, your working style. And in a similar way, how do you prefer to communicate? Do you like to use text or Slack, email, phone? Do you like to talk in person? Also important. A big one that people should talk about is what is your ideal exit strategy? Are you planning on taking this company all the way? You're going to retire with this company. You're going to sell it to somebody. You're talking about decades of commitment. Do you want to take it public? Do you want to go IPO, right? Or is the plan to get acquired? You're trying to build it up and be competitive enough that a big company is going to acquire you important to make sure you're aligned on. How do you ideally want the company to make money? And people can be very different with this too. You know, some are okay with advertising revenue and some hate it. What is your philosophy around spending money for the company? Do you want to be careful and not spend a lot of money until you're making money? Or do you want to go all in and try to grow quickly? How do you intend on handling profit and loss? Do you want to roll it back into the company? Are you going to bootstrap it yourselves if you have a loss? How do you want to invest in the company? What do you want to buy? How important is hardware and, you know, hiring consultants or contractors? You know, this is the kind of stuff you have to think through. And how should important decisions be made? When you have a disagreement, how do you want to resolve it? If there's conflict, not even between the two of you, but in the company in general, between employees, how do you resolve it? What's the process for that? I founded a tech startup several years ago, and I had co-founders and I had employees. I made sure to build the core team with people who had very different but necessary skill sets. You know, we had design, back-end engineering, front-end development, We had a mobile app developer. We had folks that were focused on the product side and doing product management, doing the business side and marketing. We also had different kind of personal strengths and weaknesses that balanced each other. You know, one person was comfortable with pitching investors and doing a lot of networking. Other people had greater attention to detail. Some had big picture strategy and creativity and innovation You know, and others didn't. It wasn't their thing. Planning, financial acumen, optimism, pragmatism, balancing those, enthusiasm and stability. 
Importantly, we were all aligned on our vision for the company and our why. We also had similar working and communication styles. You know, and for example, I had a very talented design partner. Hi, Sam, if you're listening. Uh, we shared a really tiny office. I mean, next to each other, super tiny, <laughs> very affordable. We mostly worked quietly. You know, we had our headphones on. I think Sam had some noise canceling headphones. And so when we had to crank on things, we, we knew to respect each other's distance and privacy. And we kind of just worked quietly. But we also knew when it was time to chat. We kind of had, I don't know, it was just kind of a, a rhythm where we knew when it was time to chat and joke around, take off the headphones. When we were getting hungry, wanted to go grab lunch, and we celebrated on Fridays after we had a big release, you know. It was great. It all felt natural, and it was one of the best working experiences in my life to this day. And that's because we were aligned on that. We knew how to work together. When you're forming an entrepreneurial partnership, it's essential to find the right puzzle piece that fits together and aligns with you to create a shared vision of the future. I think everyone understands that, you know, when you're trying to start a business, but it's also important when seeking a new employer or boss, right? You want to make sure that your piece fits into that existing puzzle. You know, you don't get the luxury of trying to map puzzle pieces and figure out what you're trying to do. The company already exists. So your puzzle piece has, has to fit into that puzzle. Their vision and mission, the talent within the company, company culture, their principles, how they make decisions, all that kind of stuff. For example, you will be miserable if you believe in data-driven decisions, but the company leans towards authority-based decisions. You know, for example, saying, doesn't matter what the data says, do whatever the CEO says. They said, change it, change it. Or you care deeply about the environment, but the company works with partners who don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Maybe they're polluters. They just don't care about the environment. So do you want to work every day with a company and partners who are essentially destroying the environment, if that is something you're passionate about? Probably not. You don't fit into that picture. Or you enjoy an open, honest, and collaborative culture. But the company is highly political and full of all those secretive meetings. And you know, you can see or you hear when you talk to people that cutthroat behavior is re rewarded. And that's what you have to do. I know it's a little harder. When you're trying to find your puzzle piece partner for starting a business, you can have a lot of conversations. You can meet, you can have lunch, coffee, get to know each other. Maybe you know them already. You can go pretty deep and figure out, are we going to be good partners? It's a little harder with a company. And sometimes you can get at that during the interview process. You're going to have to ask some deep questions from people. I always find it useful to talk to past employees. I recommend this for all my clients. So I said, find out who has worked at the company and left. Even better if you can find who was specifically in your department or the org you're going to join or who had your specific role, right? You're coming in as a manager of a team. 
what happened to the past manager or managers, if there's a history of that, buy him coffee, go out to lunch, have a Zoom meeting and say, what's it really like to work there and find the truth? What are the people like? How are decisions made? It's important. It's an important decision. So there are some things where it's non-negotiable. You're going to have to be similar. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. But now it's also important to seek out those differences. I mean, we recognize similar puzzle pieces. We feel an affinity with them. We have similar interests, life experiences, strengths, failings. We often form deep friendships with people like that. And it might be tempting to try to partner with these comfortable and familiar pieces. People often want to work with good friends. Many entrepreneurs and founders have started businesses with friends or even family, people who are classmates, people who used to be coworkers. It sometimes works out, but it's often a mistake if you're two alike. You need to find pieces that fill your gaps. You need to find people who appreciate and need your strengths. For example, perhaps you're great at creating something, but terrible at sales and marketing. Maybe you're a talented, prolific artist. You crank out beautiful work every week, you know, to put up on social media and and up in your gallery, but you're barely scraping by. So you want to partner with someone to help you scale the business. Your ideal business partner shouldn't be another creator just like you. I mean, yeah, you do want someone who will appreciate what you create and have the long-term vision that's aligned with yours. But more importantly, you want a partner who excels at sales and marketing, will help you find customers and grow the business, and is committed to helping both of you financially succeed. So while you're creating the next work of art, they're finding new opportunities to build an audience. While you may be shy and maybe a little unwilling to connect with people on social media, you just don't like it, they know how to nurture your your super fans and they enjoy the interaction. While you might hate discussing prices of your work and trying to persuade someone to buy it, they're finding creative ways to monetize what you do so the fans are thrilled. So one exercise that's very useful is to document your talents, your skills, your strengths, your likes. I mean, what are you really great at doing and enjoy doing? These become the positive tabs of your puzzle piece, and that's going to complete the holes in a potential partner's piece. It's just as useful to capture your weaknesses and dislikes. What are you not good at doing? What do you hate doing? These holes, these gaps, they're going to be areas that you're seeking to fill with the tabs of your potential partner's piece. For example, if you know you're better at big picture thinking, but you're weak with operational details, You want to find a partner who has strong attention to detail and they enjoy and they're really good at those operational tasks. If you struggle with pessimism and you get kind of feeling down and it makes it hard for you to be productive, find a partner who is more optimistic 
someone who can lift you with their positive energy and help you kind of come out of that, that dark feeling. If you avoid conflict and you hate negotiating with people, find a partner who doesn't mind going toe-to-toe with folks when it's necessary. I mean, in the end, that complementary harmony feels magical. People have compared a professional partnership to marriage. They've said it's a lot like getting married. (laughs) A few have said that choosing the right business partner is even more challenging than choosing a spouse. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think choosing the right spouse is really important. But there's no denying that you'll probably spend more time with your business partner. Most people work 8, 10, 12-hour days. That's a lot of your waking hours. And the risk can be even greater. The financial risk, the legal risk. So it's really important and it's really challenging. However, when you get it right, it is pretty magical. There's nothing like partnering with someone who gets you. Someone who completes you. With the right partner, you'll discover how one plus one equals three. I mean, it is pretty amazing how much you can get done when it all feels effortless and you complement each other. It comes down to being self-aware and deliberately, intentionally seeking out the discomfort of partnering with someone who is different than you versus finding someone who's comfortable and a like-minded friend. You will thrive in your new venture or job when you partner with someone who genuinely compliments you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.